You are listening to the weekly sermon from Elevation Community Church in Blanchester, Ohio. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Phil Nelson. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit myelevationcc.org. Way back, I remember, I remember watching this show all the time with my mama. And then uh, when Lauren and I first got married, we uh, got the DVD sets and rewatched it. And uh, uh, those of you who haven't seen The Waltons, you're missing out. You're missing out, especially in the pace of all of our TV shows today. Uh, can I get an amen? <laughs> it's so good to be with you guys. You look awesome. You're beautiful. You guys are just precious in the Lord's sight. And I like you too. Um, the Waltons, uh, yeah, they lived in a very different culture, a very different pace of life. I think we all can agree on that. Some of us really, really, really wish we were back to that pace. Now, they did not have the technical advancements. They did not have the blessing of all the industrial advancements in our world over the last 50-some years. They didn't have all that, but they sure did have their struggles. No matter what society, no matter what culture, no matter what pace you're living at, we have our challenges and difficulties. The thing about the Waltons that I love so much and that most people who know the show really desires that for their life, the one thing I love is that they have a rhythm. The Waltons lived by a rhythm. It was called their faith and their family. Everything else followed suit. was faith and family and what they had heartaches and they had trials and they had tribulations and they had desperation and sorrow. They didn't point the blame to God. They didn't feel like they were being attacked by God. What did they do? They sought after God. It was the foundation of their faith. It was the foundation of their lives. And then they embraced what matters most, and it was their family. It was their family. It was dinner around the table. It was working together and finding their rhythm together. And that is exactly what we're going to talk about today, is creating a rhythm. Would you say this with me? Create a rhythm. Ready? Create a rhythm. Let's say it again. Create a rhythm. Again, create a rhythm. There's a rhythm right there. Create a rhythm. Create a rhythm for our lives and for our families. Because we all, we all operate and march to a rhythm. It's just is it the healthy rhythm that is going to make a difference in your family's life? A rhythm that is going to last longer than you. A rhythm that is going to influence and impact your, and change your kids spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally, and their career. It's a rhythm. A rhythm. If you don't know it, you're operating by a rhythm. Some of you know it, and the rhythm's just not the rhythm you want to be rhythming to. <laughs> and so we go back. I started with 
today's theme, and I'd like to just go back real quick and revisit the four points that we have covered in this Family Matters series. Families matter, and we all have matters in our family that we need to address. So number one is the influential parent. The influential parent. We all want to influence our kids for the benefit of their health and their future. And to have that most effective influence on our kids, we have to find the most effective rhythm for our lives so that that influence is felt and impressed upon our kids. It's influence, but we have to maximize that influence to create a proper rhythm for our family. Number two was imagine the end. Imagine what it is you want for your kids when your daughter walks down the aisle and gives herself to another man. What does that look like when your son leaves the nest and goes on to college and goes to create a career for himself and chooses a new huddle of friends and chooses his views and his philosophies and his faith? What do you want for your son and daughter when they leave the nest? Because the rhythm you create in your family right now while they're in the nest will produce what they become, who they become. Are you creating a rhythm of just works and do's and tasks and activities? I saw on Facebook, I wasn't gonna do this today, uh, actually, someone texted me, and I may get it wrong, I may get the numbers wrong, but I believe it said that 90% of your kids will never become an athlete. Yet we consume ourselves and get them involved with every sport possible. And where we should be focusing the 90% is who they become. Get them to church. But don't just get them to church. Parents, this is probably the most important thing you'll ever hear today. Be the church for your children. Be the church. Don't just take them to a building that worships and goes through the movements and give them a 45 minutes to an hour of just Sunday school and cram them with discipleship and cram them with the Bible and then do nothing about it. This is your 3,000 hours of representation of 3,000 gumballs, 3,000 hours you have per year with your child. You take them to church, you get this. And it can be impactful. We're gonna plant seeds and we're gonna see life change through the ministry that we have, but we only have 40 hours a year to impact your kids. So we wanna to partner together to disciple your kids. Imagine the end, creating a rhythm that is God-honoring and consistent and influential will produce what you want your kids to become. I will. Third was fight for the heart. Don't fight with your family, which elevates rules. Fight for the heart, which elevates relationships. Relationships. And so as we lay down our lives, mom and dad, sons and daughters, grandma and grandpa, 
uncles and aunts, as we lay down our lives in sacrifice for our children and for the next generation, it is absolutely crucial to stay connected to the source of a godly rhythm, and that source is Christ. The source is God the Father. That source is the Holy Spirit. we got to stay connected to the right rhythm if we want our kids to drink the Kool-Aid and create that own rhythm for themselves. And then fourth, last week we talked about making it personal, not taking it personal, making it your personal vision, your personal responsibility, your personal life goal to reach your kids for Christ while they are in your nest. And staying anchored to the truth, the word of God is so crucial balance that tug of war match between your commitments, your feelings. Oh, we live by feelings. We should not. We live by truth because truth sets us free. And technical devices, the an- being anchored to the truth of God will help us overcome the distractions that want to break your rhythm. Are you with me? And so staying anchored to the truth of God plus making the things of God first in your life. Because you can stay anchored, but yet you allow so many distractions to come in. You stay anchored and you make it first in your life. What do you make first? The things of heaven, the things of the word, the things of God you make first, which will produce this godly rhythm inside of you. Rhythm. Rhythm. And so I want to share this. It's on the screen. When you find God's beat, say beat. Now all of you say beat. Beat. When you find God's beat, you can create a rhythm. Say rhythm. That leads, a rhythm that leads to fullness of love. Say love. Say rest and resulting in a life of blessing. I don't know a single person in here watching or listening that doesn't want God's blessings. They are found in finding his beat. And then from the beat comes the rhythm. And speaking of rhythm, before I go any further, I want to pray. I want to seek first his kingdom. So would you bow your heads? And if you came today, hopefully you came today, not being dragged in, not being pushed in, not coming because you felt like your faith was hanging in the balance, if you came to church or not. But hopefully you all came today expecting God to show up and to do something incredible in your life. If that is you, we did this last week. I just want you to lift your hands in front of you with the palms up expecting God to do something, to teach you. And we physically surrender to God right now. And we say, God, we're listening. God, I'm listening. Come and change me. Give me your rhythm so that my kids would find you and your rhythm. Give us your rhythm, your heartbeat for our lives. And in this next 20 to 30 minutes, God, would you just silence all distractions. Keep us focused on your heart. Holy Spirit, you have full permission to move in hearts today. In Jesus' name, amen.
find your rhythm. You gotta find your rhythm. You see, God is a God of rhythm. Why? He created rhythm. He is the creator of rhythm. Say rhythm, rhythm. Yeah, get ready, you're gonna participate in a minute. Rhythm, he created it. Look at Genesis in the beginning. He created circles. You know what circles are? Planets. He created planets and then guess what he did? He spoke to them and they began to spin. They began to spin. Circles have motion. And when they begin to spin, they have a cycle. And cycles give time. God created night and day. Time, the planet spinning and orbiting, creates motion, creates a rhythm, creates time. Circles create cycles. Cycles create time, and time creates rhythm. I know we have watches on our phone now. When your baby is born, they have a rhythm. It's a rhythm. God created a rhythm. He created circles which have cycles, and cycles have time, and time has rhythm, a rhythm, a rhythm, but we gotta find God's rhythm. And so with the help of Thurman, can we set a rhythm, a bass rhythm? Oh yeah, feel it? Now clap to the rhythm, clap, clap. Feel like that DJ, one stop, two stop. Cha-cha again. All right. Now, I want every single person here clapping. I'm sorry I'm going to force it here because I want you to understand rhythm. If you don't have rhythm, watch the person in front of you. If the person in front of you doesn't have rhythm, watch me. Just watch. If you can't feel it, listen. If you can't listen, watch. Now, some of you are stinkers and you have rhythms. Keep going. And some of you are going... Stop it! <laughs> That's what my wife says to me and I get going. Yeah, rhythm. God has circles, rhythm, and time. Cycles have time and rhythm, and we gotta find that rhythm. You see, everything that wants to clap has to catch the rhythm. If it doesn't catch the rhythm, you are out of sync and people are giving you really bad, dirty looks right now. Rhythm, you feel it? All right, good. Rhythm. Now you're awake, blood is flowing, we should do this every Sunday. So number one, God is the beat. He is the beat, he's the founder of rhythm, he is the driving beat. And so it is with God who needs to set the rhythm. And so when he sets the rhythm, we create the rhythm of our lives by allowing God to direct us in his beat and his rhythm. God is the beat. And so it is God who needs to set the rhythm. Is God setting the rhythm, the rhythm, the rhythm, the driving beat of your life? Because if God is not driving the beat of your life, you are in another rhythm. God is creating a rhythm, a beat. And so we create the rhythm of our lives by allowing God's beat 
to direct us in his beat and his rhythm. There is only one foundational driving beat. And it's called the founder of you and me. It's called the creator who formed you in your mother's womb and knows you by name. That's the beat. It's the one that makes you breathe, makes you move, have your being. That's the beat that we need to find our rhythm after. God is the beat, and so it is with God who needs to set the rhythm. And so we create the rhythm of our lives by allowing God to direct us in his ways, his beat, his pulse, and his rhythm. Are you connected to God's pulse? Number one, God's got to live inside of you, and the only way he can live inside a body filled with sin is through his, his son, Jesus Christ, who paid the price for you. When we believe and receive in Jesus Christ, we receive his pulse. We receive his beat. And the Holy Spirit comes and changes us through his beat, his beat, his beat, his beat, his beat, his beat. It's God's beat through Jesus Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit beating inside of you. So many of you have come up to me and said, you know what? God is changing my life through this church. No, God is changing your life through his beat. He's changing your life because you're surrendering and yielding to him. You're being drawn by the Holy Spirit. It's his beat that changes you. How many get on the dance floor and people are like, who is that person? Yeah, the beat changes you. It brings the best or worst out of you. <laughs> I had to fit that in there. The beat, God's rhythm. Look at this real quick. In Deuteronomy 6, we've been, we've been talking about this throughout the whole series. This is the foundational scripture for our series. When Moses is revealing what is most important to God for mankind as he's developing a nation of people to seek after him. This is before Jesus came and saved us from the curse of the law, which reveals our sin. But it says this, and I, I love the message version. This is a paraphrased version. It's not a word-by-word -word translation. It's a paraphrase by a guy named Eugene Peterson, who just passed away a couple years ago. And it says this. I love this. I love this. Could you do me a favor and just kind of lean forward and sit on the edge of your seat and read this with me? Here we go. Attention, Israel. Attention. Listen to the beat. God, our God, God, the one and only God, the beat. Love God, your God, with your whole heart. Love him with all that is in you. Love him with all you've got. Write these commandments that I have given you today on your hearts. Get them inside of you. And then get them inside of your children. Talk about them wherever you are, sitting at home or walking in the street. Talk about them from the time you get up in the morning to when you fall into the bed at night. Tie them on your hands and foreheads as a reminder. Inscribe them on your doorposts of your, doorposts of your home and your city gates. There's a beat when you love the Lord your God with all your hearts, with all your minds, with all your strengths, with all that you've got and you live your life for him. And there's a rhythm that is created within your life at work, at 
home, in your home, with your kids, as you engage with your kids. There's a rhythm, but the rhythm's got to start with the beat who is God. And when we love God with all of our hearts, am I preaching this morning? When we love God with all of our hearts and all of our minds and all of our strengths, we create a rhythm. What rhythm are you creating today? When you find God's beat, you can live out and create a rhythm that leads to the fullness of love, rest, which then results in blessing. God's rhythm is for us to have a rhythm. His beat, shall, me, shall I say, God's beat is for us to create a rhythm of love, a rhythm of rest, which then results in a rhythm of blessing. God's beat, I don't want you to miss this, God's beat will allow you to create a rhythm of love. And God's beat will allow you to create a rhythm of rest. And when you get a rhythm of love and you get a rhythm of rest, you begin to live out a life and a rhythm of blessing. Yeah, that's the kind of rhythm I want in my life. Thurman, would you lay down that beat again? Okay. If you're clapping too loud where you can't hear me, just clap a little softer. Yeah, feel that rhythm. Here's the really cool thing is I want you to keep that driving beat. But once you lock into that driving beat, you're locked in, you feel it, you can see it, you're following. Then you can add more rhythm. Go ahead, Thurman, add more rhythm. Yeah, add more. Give me some good fills, come on. Thurman, hey, don't call us, we'll call you, my brother. <laughs> Rhythm. Let's give it up for Thurman. Rhythm. God's beat drives. Rhythm. Any other rhythm that's not driven by God's beat is a fraud, is a lie, and from the pit of hell. That's why the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. What? Your rhythm. Your rhythm. Your rhythm. Because your rhythm determines who you become. Your rhythm determines how you think. Your rhythm determines how you act. Your rhythm determines how you parent. The rhythm determines your priorities. The rhythm determines your eternal future. Rhythm. 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 Here's the problem. In the illustration, I had Thurman add too much, and I made sure that he got off the rhythm. When you get off the driving beat, you get off your rhythm. 
I wanted to have fun with him because he, um, my head mic was in his in-ear monitor so he could hear me. And I wanted to, during worship, get on there and just start throwing him off. I did get up there. I said, sounds good. Sounds good, Thurman. And he laughed and he smiled. But I could have really messed with him. I really could have, and I, I avoided all temptation. <laughs> but here's the thing that kept me from not throwing him off. I knew that if he was distracted and he was thrown off, that the driving beat would lose its focus and the whole band would mess up and be off the beat. A lot of times the worship team listens to a click track and it goes throughout all their worship songs. It's to keep them in beat, keep them in line. What click track do you have going on within your soul and your spirit? Because God, when we are God's children, saved by Jesus Christ, filled with the Holy Spirit, downloads a click track into our lives. But when we lose focus off that driving beat, we throw everything off. Let's go back to the Garden of Eden. Last week we talked about it, that the problem was, I'm going to say it, the problem was not with the apple in the tree. It was with the pear on the ground. Some of you got it. Hopefully, you will have revival in your hearts of humor this morning. The problem was man was deceived by the serpent, by the devil, by Satan, believing that we can play God. We can determine and define who we are. We can determine and define what is good and what is evil. That is a lie, and that has set the rhythm of us walking in the curse of sin. It has set it off completely. And still today and until Jesus returns, people will be walking to the wrong rhythm. Why? Because they were deceived that they could play God and set their own rhythm. And so now it makes a little more sense why we in 2019 want to create and cram into our own rhythm. Now God has given us free will and given us a choice. But that rhythm that is defined by playing God will destroy your family rhythm. Don't believe me? I don't want you to do this, but don't believe me. Just sit back and watch. Rhythm. Rhythm. And we see in Romans 1, it says man and woman exchanged the truth of God for what? A lie. And they became defiled and debased in their thinking and their actions, and they began to do things physically, sexually, you name it, that were unnatural, meaning they accepted a different rhythm. And God gave them up to their foolish rhythm. And why do we have the darkness, the abuse, the addiction, the hate, the racism, the violence, the war, the sexual immoral, Activity, all of this is grounded 
in exchanging the truth of God for a lie that we can create our own rhythm. And that's when that rhythm throws the pulse of our spiritual hearts to cardiac arrest. Rhythm. 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 Whenever we take God out of the center of our rhythm, we throw everything off. And who suffers because of it is your children. Rhythm. So because the stakes are high and it matters to us of the rhythm we live our lives and set as an example for our kids, there's two rhythms I want to install and download into your spirits through the power of the Spirit, not me, into your hearts. The first one is rhythm of love. Rhythm of love. Not that we loved God first. It's not about that at all. It is not about your love for God. That's the foundation of your Christian faith. Don't tune me out. It's about him first loving you while you were yet sinners. It was about him leaving heaven and coming to your rescue. Because then when that rhythm, that beat gets a hold of our sinful hearts, it makes us a new creation. And when it makes us a new creation, we call out Abba, Daddy. We have a new name, we have a new identity, and we have a new rhythm. It's love. And once we receive that love, the rhythm is started. But that love cannot be received by man. That love can only be received by the one who died on the cross for you. That is the kind of love. So when Jesus repeated Deuteronomy 6 that we just read, he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with everything you've got, and love others as you love yourselves. If you haven't received the love of Christ, you cannot create a rhythm of love for your family or anyone else that comes within your rhythm. It's a rhythm of love. There's a, a website that I would love to direct you to. It's called gotquestions.org. So many of you don't know where to look in the Bible. Some of you have um, different um, situations and circumstances that you're facing and you, you just haven't been raised or, or taught in the Word of God, the internet is a blessing from God in this way because there's so many awesome, solid, anchored websites in the truth of God like gotquestions.org and it causes you to think and go to the right scriptures and be anchored to that truth. And so I want to give you a... a um, I want to give you a quote from Got Questions. Actually, you know what? Thank you, Dustin, for not going there. I need to back up because I didn't finish out love. The Got Questions is for rest. Love, a rhythm of love. Here's the slide I wanted to show you. There's no way, see, I just got out of rhythm. I just got out of rhythm. And because I got out of rhythm, I now need to recalibrate. And mentally, I go into this like paralysis where it's like a deer in headlights and I don't know what to do. And so thank you, Holy Spirit, for grounding me back to rhythm. 
There's no way we can love God with everything if we haven't allowed his love to be our everything. There's no way, say no way, that we can love God with everything if we haven't allowed his love to be our everything. Anyone else other than Bill? That good? Mm, we cannot love God and others with our everything if he hasn't become our everything. Our everything, our rhythm, the beat that drives our hearts, our minds, our emotions, our everything. Jesus says, I have come to seek and save the lost. That's love. And then in another scripture, he says, I have come to give life and more abundantly. He's talking about a rhythm, a rhythm of salvation for your souls so that when you, your physical rhythm takes its last rhythm, your eternal rhythm will begin pulsing in the eternal forever will never lose its pulse. That is the power of salvation. Now, the power of abundant life is for us right now. It's a rhythm of abundant life, but you've got to catch the rhythm. You can't catch God's rhythm and not have him in the center of your life and expect God's blessings. Expect that heavenly rhythm and that abundant life. You can't do it. Why are you trying to blame God for the deck that you have been given? the rhythm. It's the rhythm that changes and shuffles the deck to exactly the design that God created your life to be. But you got to catch God's beat. And you got to create it within your rhythm. And that is love. Are you receiving God's love on a moment-by-moment basis? He loves you ridiculously. And he wants you to receive that love, receive that rhythm And it's not until you can receive it to where you can give it. It's not to where you can receive it. Give it until you receive it. You can't give it unless you receive it. So now, rhythm of love. God sets the beat. He brings his love into our hearts so we can love him with everything and love others with everything. Not based on feelings, not based on circumstances, not based on the other person, but based on forgiveness and love. And then, here's the kicker. We create a rhythm of rest, and some of you just cringed inside. A rhythm of rest. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we go to that gotquestions.org slide. God desires rest for all of us. Because it does not come naturally to us. Would you agree on that? We're human doings, aren't we? We're not human beings. We're human doings. At least that's how we live our lives. But God created us to be human beings, not doings. That we do from the being and not we be from the doing. 
God desires rest for all of us because it does not come naturally to us. To rest, we have to trust that God will take care of things for us. To rest, we have to trust that if we take a day off, the world will not stop turning on its axis. You were created for rest. God is the only God that doesn't need rest, and yet he set it in motion and gave us a picture, a model. And he worked six days of creating what we experience as creation. And he took the seventh day to rest. And all through Scripture, in the Old Testament and the New Testament, they talk about rest. Sabbath. God created us to stop and rest. How are you doing with that? Some of you are a little bit more structured than others. And sometimes that works in your favor because you're able to stop because you have structure. Some of you who absolutely rebel and resist structure have a harder time because we live in the moment. And in the moment, I just don't feel like resting. Anyone with me? But just because we don't feel it doesn't mean that we shouldn't do it. Proverbs 3, 5 talks about rest because in this scripture, or excuse me, in this quote, it says, we have to trust that God will take care of things for us. Proverbs 3, 5 says this, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct your steps. Proverbs 16 says, we make our plans, yet God guides our footsteps. Rhythm. Rhythm of trust. And how we show our trust in God is we let go and we rest. Hebrews chapter 4, follow with me. If you have your Bibles, I'm going to go quick, but write it down because I would love for you to rest in this scripture today. Hebrews 4, chapter 4, verse 9 through 13. It says, so there is, could you just read the ones that are bold and underlined for me, okay? Here we go. So there is a special rest. What? Yeah. Yeah. There's a special rest still waiting for the people of God. For all who have entered into God's rest have rested from their labors just as God did after creating the world. So let us do our best to enter that rest. But if we disobey as the people of Israel did, we will fall out of rhythm. For the word of God, this is what I love. He talks about rhythm. He talks about rhythm. He talks about rest. And then he goes directly into the word of God. The word of God is alive and powerful. It's sharper than any sharpest, it's sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is 
naked and exposed before his eyes, and he is the one to whom we are accountable. Rest is directly related and grounded in the word of God. Are you resting in God's truth in his word? Are you resting by literally taking time from doing and starting in his word? And then maybe even giving him some time to thank him and to worship him. Worship changes your atmosphere. Why? Because you are resting in him. You are getting away from your circumstances. You are getting away from your normal trials and you're resting in him I have come to seek and save the lost, and I have come to give you life and life abundantly, but you must rest in me. If not, you are going to do it in your own strength, and you are going to be exhausted and burnt out, and you have nothing left. Some of you are there right now. I have been there too many times, and I am learning the rhythm of rest learning. Let's look at John 15, Jesus speaking right to us, and he says this, remain in me. The Greek word is abide in me. Remain, stay in him, and I will remain in you. For a branch, a tree branch, cannot produce fruit if it's severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in my rhythm. Yes, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do what? Nothing. And yet we still try and get off our rhythm. When we remove God and rest from our rhythm, we throw off our rhythm for our lives and for our kids, and we head down a very slippery slope of busyness. Busyness, I'm going to say it again, busyness and pride. I believe that busyness stems from pride. We want to do it ourselves because we're the definers of our own rhythm, right? Busyness, pride, control. And when we have control, guess what we have? Anxiety and worry of every kind. Why? Anxiety is not trusting God to do what he said he would do. Anxiety is created when we try to control things that aren't ours to control. Whew. You want to be free from anxiety. Start learning what is yours to control and what is God's to control. And when you are at the crossroads and tempted to control the things that aren't yours to control, drop a knee, surrender to God, and allow his peace to guard your heart and your mind because he is in control. But when we think we're in control, it leads to anxiety, discouragement, unrest, irritableness, Hello? And you're exhausted by trying to keep up the pace. 
and some of you are just burned out on life, God, relationships, and church, and that it was never God's intention. And you're living a life of a crazy, chaotic, controlling rhythm that you need to stop and start to heal, hear God's beat and create a rhythm off of his beat. So if you're tired this morning, if you are exhausted from the pace of life, if you just say, I am too busy, Jesus has words for you. And it's this out of Matthew 11. Listen up. Then Jesus said, come to me. Come to me. Put your name in there. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, out of rhythm, out of sync, out of sorts. Come to me. Come to me, child. Come to me, loved one. Come to me, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest, not as man and the world gives, but as my Father gives. I will give you rest. I will give you rest for your souls. Let me teach you. Because I'm humble and gentle of heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Come to me, learn from me, receive from me. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Do you have the rhythm of love and the rhythm of rest in your lives? If the answer is no, there's good news. God's mercies are new every single morning. And he wants you to just get up and start a new rhythm based on his beat that's grounded in the word of God. Empowered by the Holy Spirit and paid for by Jesus. That's the rhythm he died on the cross for. So I'm going to give us some family matters challenges, and then we're going to get right. We're going to get into the right rhythm. Here's family challenge number one. Stop. Just stop. 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 Whatever you're doing, it's not that important. Stop. Call a timeout. Call a time out. Some of you need to call a time out. Your marriage is so out of rhythm, you need to call a time out before you get too far out of rhythm and you start distancing yourself away and you're dancing on some other's dance floor. You gotta get back into rhythm. And the only way you get back to rhythm in your marriage is you draw close to God. You seek God with all your hearts. And as you both seek God, guess what you're doing? You're drawing close to each other as you do it. Your rhythm is so important. You got to stop. Your kids are driving you crazy and you're in this battle with your kids. You're fighting with them, not for them, and you don't know what to do. Stop. Time out. Give yourself permission and grace to rest. If you 
are saving up your PTO for a day when you need it. You might need it tomorrow. Use those days off that you have been given to rest. Men, sometimes resting is sitting in a deer stand. And I appreciate you guys are here and not in a deer stand. Sometimes it's a rod and reel. Sometimes it's a stupid golf club. Sometimes it's just going out to nature and just stopping and refocusing on the creator of creation. Women, maybe you do like sitting in a deer stand. Maybe that's something that brings you peace and calm. Maybe it's a nice warm cup of coffee without the kids screaming, mommy, 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 mommy. Maybe it's sitting down with a good friend and just being able to breathe, to vent, to rest. Maybe it's a good book. And maybe it's just sitting in the only book created for us, the Word of God, allowing worship music to bring calm and rest. We need rest. We need to receive that rest. Number two, drop. Stop, drop. You know where I'm going. God is so good. He's moving. If you just let him have access to your hearts right now, he's going to change your rhythm. I love serving the most high God because he changes lives right here in this moment. I worship you, God. I worship you. We stop, and then we drop to our knees. We stop, and we drop to our knees and acknowledge God is God, and I am not. God is God, and my spouse is not. Some of you are like, thank you. But I tell you what, sometimes I put my wife in God's spot because I love her so much. She's my best friend. I have a single zero, not a single negative thing I can say about my wife. I promise, going on 16 years of marriage is because God has always been the center of our rhythm. And the rhythm is all about serving one another. Yes, we have our problems. Yes, we have our disagreements. And usually it's driven by me getting off rhythm. Where was I going with that? I don't know. We need to drop to our knees. We need to get right and get in alignment with God. We need to make Him first. We need to put him at the center and allow everything else to align. Some of you really need to take a sabbatical, a retreat, and just rest. Sleep for goodness sakes. Sleep some more. Maybe fast and seek the Lord. But we need to get right. We need to find our rhythm. And then we need to drop whatever is not within God's beat for your life. You have to drop it. 
I'm sorry, I speak a lot against sports. I love sports, and we're talking about putting our son in sports. But sports is not God. God has to be first. Your commitment to sports is crazy. Do you know what they ask of you? It's crazy. And then we come to church once a week, and we think like that's horrible and so much pressure. I'm getting off. Drop whatever is not within God's beat for your life. If you hang on to it, you are out of sync and out of rhythm. And it's not going to be you that suffers most. It's going to be your kids. And last, we're going to stop, we're going to drop, and we're going to roll. We're going to stop, we're going to drop, and we're going to roll. What do I mean by that? We're going to confidently, after we've stopped and timed out and given us permission to rest and receive his love, then we drop to our knees and we worship him and we get right with him. We refill by, re- by abiding and remaining in him. Then we roll. What does that mean? Here, here's the thing. I'm going to interrupt the, the, the music here. Can you do a drum roll, Thurman? Just do a drum roll. Do a drum roll. What that tells you is something's coming, right? Either a cymbal crash or a marching cadence or in a marching band, when the drum roll starts, that means here we go with a song. And after we have stopped and after we have dropped and acknowledged God, God does this rhythm of a drum roll in our lives. It's time to get up and start confidently walking forward, expecting God to do great things. The drum roll needs to start in your life, but you first need to stop. You need to drop and acknowledge him, worship him, get right with him, and then get that drum roll going and expect God to move. Expect God to answer your prayers. Expect God to heal your marriage. Expect God to draw your kids to himself because that's the kind of God he is. So would you stand? Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for every single person that they would hear your beat. And your beat is this, that you loved us so much that you gave your one and only son that he and her that believes and receives will not perish but have everlasting life. We hear your beat. It's only through the power of the Spirit. If you can't hear God's beat right now, I challenge you to say, Holy Spirit, let me hear your beat. Can we all say that together, especially for those who need to say it and are uncomfortable saying it themselves? Repeat after me. Holy Spirit, let me hear your beat. Holy Spirit, let me hear your beat. God, show us the amazing, abounding love of your son, Jesus. And allow us to create a rhythm after your beat, after your heart, that leads a rhythm of love and rest which then results in a life of abundant blessing. That's what we want, God. And when we live in that rhythm and we're seeing that abundant blessing, guess what that does? It shows those who are around you that God is doing something in your life, that you have a different rhythm than what they have, and they want your rhythm. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to pray. 
I've asked specific couples and people to align themselves on the side, not in the front, but just to come and align maybe a couple over here and a couple over here. If you need rest this morning, they're specifically there to do two things, encourage you and pray for you. Encourage you and pray for you. If you are tired and weary and out of rhythm, come get prayer, get back in sync. If you don't want prayer, that's okay. Come to the altar yourself. We will not hover you. We will not surround you. If you want prayer, go to the sides. If you just want to recalibrate and find your rhythm, come to the altar as we give our lives and our hearts abandoned. Let's worship. Thank you for listening to our weekly sermon. If you'd like to go deeper with another resource from our church, please check out our weekly impact Bible study podcast as well. Both of our weekly podcasts are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud.